Raina. And I'm Megan. Welcome to the Shh Don't Talk About It podcast, where we talk about all the things we need to say out loud, but think that we can't. We're going to talk about all the things. We're going to shed light on them. We're going to embrace them. And we're going to fucking love them. So join us on this journey as we get rid of shame and start talking about it. Welcome to season three, episode three, body parts, body parts, body parts. I bet you wonder which ones and we'll tell you in a minute, but <laughs> uh, first we got to crack our claws, crack them baby. Cheers, cheers girl. Cheers, cheers. Oh, welcome happy back. Day. Happy yes. day. Long day. Oh, happy day. <laughs> oh, happy day. Every every episode, I'm going to do a little sing-a-song. Okay. I love it. I think that's fun, and everybody gets to hear you sing. And for people that don't know Raina personally, she is always singing. I do love to sing. Like, we were um, out of town together last weekend, and then a couple weekends before that, and I this has nothing to do with the topic, but it's just the it's just a sweet thing about you that I love. Oh, like um, last weekend when we were out of town, we were staying in this tiny house, this girl, this women's retreat that we do. And when Raina was taking a shower, I could hear her in there singing. Oh my gosh! And I was like, that's so cute. And then when we were camping, like three weeks ago, when you were in your tent doing your makeup, uh-huh. just singing to yourself, doing it, I was like. Is my best friend a Disney princess? Um, Just like walking through the woods singing and attracting birds. (laughs) To yes. land on her shoulder. It was really cute. Oh, thank yeah. you. I mean, I just, it just comes to me. Yeah, anybody at my work will tell you that I am a hummer, a singer. I mean, you know what I mean. Not, yeah. Not a hummer. <laughs> not doing hummers. No, anyway. humming songs. Yes, humming songs and singing songs. And yes, I just, I don't know. It's just a sweet I never thing even, about it's you. It's funny that I just yeah. don't notice that I do that unless somebody says like recognizes it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like doing what I do. And then, oh, oh, I guess I am singing or I guess I am talking to myself. <laughs> I think it's nice. I like it. So everybody, there's your there's your Raina fact. Yes. For for this episode. Yep. Um, We're going to be sharing some other fun yeah. facts. About our <laughs> we'll You're going to get a lot of like trivia <laughs> and interesting stories about us and our bodies mm-hmm. um, tonight. So This is our third episode talking about body stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so what are we talking about tonight? Well, you know, we're talking about a little, a little bit of this, a little bit of that done to our bodies. Yeah. Basically. And and stomachs, actually. Yes. Yeah. Our stomachs and our faces. Yeah. So (laughs) those are the two specific body parts. (laughs) (laughs) So tonight we're talking about. Um, I would say cosmetic enhancement. I was going to say plastic surgery, mm, but actually, aesthetics. yeah, I don't think that either of us have had procedures that would maybe fall under the, like, the genre of plastic surgery, but right. we've both, we both have done procedures, routinely get procedures done that are cosmetic enhancement type of procedures. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. wanted to talk about that tonight because, or at least for me, I can say what I wanted to talk about it. I think that it's important for us to be open and honest about the things that we do to our faces and our bodies to try to look a certain type of way. Absolutely. 
to a remove the shame of mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's like supposed there's this idea that we're all supposed to be these perfect looking people but that it's not supposed to require any work to get there and if it does then you need to feel like you're superficial or shameful for that right. and i think that's bullshit totally um, i agree yeah and then i also think that it's important like i love a celebrity who's honest about the work that they do to look the way they look Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that we can just all be realistic about what it takes to look a certain type of way and not act like everybody's just walking around looking naturally perfect. Yes, because it's not fucking attainable. You know, Mm -hmm. like I think we brought this up in the very first episode of the, of the body part series, (laughs) (laughs) the body series, body Um, by Megan and Raina. on come on we all know that should be real fake. like yeah i understand like maybe it's none of nobody's business but you if you are in the limelight or if you know people that are following you or you know like i think there's nothing wrong with just saying yeah i had some work done you know like i wanted to enhance this or do or i wasn't comfortable with the way i looked or there's nothing wrong with that there's no shame in that um and whatever this perfect look looks like like it's different for everybody you Mm -hmm. know what that what the beauty is um or if that matters or who knows um either way that's why we want to do this episode is because we both have had some stuff done and um ain't no shame in our game baby no shame in it and you know i just think it's funny that every almost everybody wears makeup like Mm -hmm. most women are like femme identifying people wear makeup and that's seen as fine. Yeah. But the second that it's like, oh, I did this to my face or I did that or I got uh, like, well, most people even now have like eyelash extensions right. or like might yeah. have microbladed their eyebrows. But as soon mm-hmm. as it's like, oh, I got filler here or Botox or whatever, then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's sad. Do that or hurt and your sound. And it's like, why? I don't know why that's sad. It's like <laughs> well, I a thing either. that I – so I just want to talk about it to be honest and destigmatize it. I will say there's some things that I have had done and do routinely that I love and feel great about. There's also a procedure I've had done that I'll talk about later that I totally regret and think that I did it for the wrong reasons, didn't feel good about it, wasn't mm-hmm. what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so not to say that other people that might get that done are – doing it for the wrong reasons or that it's bad, but I notice a difference between the way I feel about the different procedures I've had mm-hmm. and some I regret and some I feel great about and think everybody should do. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've definitely had, I've actually, I'm kind of newer to the, to doing stuff. I'm a big, you know, I've had tattoos done, which I also feel like is cosmetic enhancement, you know, I had tattoos yes. done since I was, my first tattoo when I was 16 years old. And it's just something that I love to do. Um, and yes, it's painful. And, you know, you get like the, oh, I can't believe you would do that. Or, you know, some people just look at it as just, you know, why would you do that? Mark up your body like oh, that kind of true. shit. Uh, but I, whatever, to each their own. Yeah. Um, but I've always appreciated like what we can do to look better or feel better or, you know, yeah, anything along those lines. It's your body. It's your choice. You can do whatever the fuck you want with it. Um, safely, I would want to add. Yeah, um, we'll talk about. Yes. Oh, and I did want to say too, like when we say look better, quote unquote, I when I say I wanted to look better, I wanted to change this to look better. I'm talking about 
better in terms of the way I relate to myself. Same. Yeah. I don't mean better in comparison to another person, nor do I walk around like examining, like looking for flaws on people and thinking about the work that they need to do on themselves. Right. Um, I actually, most people that I feel like I'm around on a regular basis, I'm like, that person's so pretty. That person's so cute. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's all just in relation to me. If I get a procedure, it's something I want to do to look better for myself, yeah. for my perception of, of what I want the appearance to be. Yeah. Yeah. Look good, feel good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is in no, well, speaking, you know, we can only speak for ourselves and personally why we got, we decided to do what we wanted to do is yeah, to, to feel better about the person that we see in the fucking mirror every day. You know, I feel like, um, I was just watching this JLo. She did this whole, you know, story about her face wash and everything. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I fucking I have to put on, you know, uh, mascara and lip gloss to go to the gym because you know what? Yeah, I have to fucking look at my face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to feel good about who I'm seeing in the mirror. And I think that's just all that it, what it comes down to, like, um, just being whatever you want to be um, or feel like um, when you look in the mirror, you know, or whatever yeah. that looks like to you, because you know what? I will say I will just have to say that when Alicia Keys <laughs> This is like, my oh, yeah. Arena has a whole thing about Alicia Keys. <laughs> well, I love, um, no, I'm not even going to go there, but the whole like no makeup thing and how, yes, everybody should feel comfortable in their own skin and like nowhere, not wearing makeup and trying to push that, you know, like don't wear makeup. Look how beautiful we are. It's like, okay, yeah, you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. Like, but if yeah. I want to fucking wear makeup and that makes me feel beautiful, don't like I, I shouldn't feel shame that I'm wearing makeup. You know what I mean? It's I just totally like a double edged sword there. Yeah. So when she pushed when she pushed that whole agenda, I'm like, you're not going to get very far with that because you're fucking beautiful and you have a, a lot of money. Probably, you know, the work that you've done. To I'm help sure your she skin. was doing stuff to her skin. Yeah. It's yeah. just like not everybody has access to that or not everybody feels comfortable without makeup on. Period. Yeah. No matter how much you want to try to normalize it, it's that's probably, you know, totally. <laughs> I go, I've gone through phases with it. Like I go through some phases where I really don't wear makeup at all or not very much. I go through some phases where I really enjoy playing with it and mm-hmm. just like playing with my face and like, ooh, it looks cool if I do this or I like the way it looks when I do when I do yeah like, this lipstick. For me, it's like playful and fun. And but I have I've gone through periods of time where I haven't been much into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I still felt fine about myself, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um. I just think it's weird to pass judgment on anybody for their choices or to say that somehow it makes – that somehow people that want to enhance the way they look through cosmetics or through surgical procedures or through whatever, that somehow that makes you like a less serious person or yeah. less intelligent or mm-hmm. less self-possessed or whatever, mm-hmm. like – Sometimes I do a lot. Sometimes I do a little. I'm still the same self-possessed, intelligent, successful person. And it's weird to me that women get these judgments put on us about being into looking a way we want to look. It's super, 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 super unfair. It is unfair because we are – And misogynistic. Yeah. I mean, we are – I'm sorry. We have eyeballs, you know (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we all we're all visual creatures, you know, like 
of course, not all of us, but the ones that can see, you know, and um, we're all visual creatures. We all get excited or, you know, we yeah. do a lot. It's one of our senses. You know what I mean? So. Uh, and the last little like rant that yeah. I'll say before we get into it is that I feel like the judgments passed on us for our choices about aesthetic stuff. It's just it's so rooted in misogyny and patriarchy. And if I have to hear one more oh. fucking man talk about how they love a low maintenance woman when they have no understanding of how much work goes into a no makeup makeup look right <laughs> like right how many products are actually on someone's face when they're doing that mm-hmm. and just how how irritating that is to me like i just want a cool girl that like doesn't care but is also perfectly hot clear yeah. skin big eyes long eyelash long mm-hmm. dark eyelashes it's like no like you want a woman that's wearing makeup. You just also think that it's a frivolous, stupid thing that we spend att- our attention on. And it's yes. just one more fucking trap that the patriarchy Ugh. puts us in. And I mm-hmm. fucking hate it. And so mm-hmm. we're talking freely about what we do. Yes, we are. Fuck. Fuck the patriarchy. Fuck the patriarchy. Is where I'm going with that ha! one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Well, that's right. that's our that's our little rant. I guess we got a little rant. rant. <laughs> we have like uh, spicier feelings than I guess I knew we did about this. Topic. Yes. We're like, who is saying these things to us? I guess are we? Maybe we say them to them to I'm ourselves. Sure we, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all have like yeah. this inner dialogue in our head. Yeah. And nobody's telling us these stories, but because of society is the way it is and our culture is the way it is, yes, they're. We can't help it. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's important to pay attention to that dialogue and who is actually telling the story. Yeah. You know? Or where did you find the story from? <laughs> okay. Well, I guess maybe that was my rant to my own inner critic, <laughs> my own inner misogynist, but also to all of you out there that think that way. Anyway, so let's talk about stuff we've had done mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and starting with faces. Oh. So I will freely say I've done um, a lot to my skin. Mm-hmm. And actually, the so I have Botox. I, I am pretty sure I'm the first person in any of my friend groups to start getting it or to start doing any of that type of thing. I was, I think, 33 mm-hmm. when I started getting Botox in my forehead. Um, and I... I did feel a little bit embarrassed to admit it. It's probably actually my shame that motivated me to talk about it so mm, much because mm-hmm. I was like, I'll be goddamned if anybody makes me feel shame about this. <laughs> Again, it was just my own internalized shit. But yeah. I started getting Botox when I was 33. Um, and at that time, I also started doing um, a microneedling, a really intense microneedling procedure called Infini. So I think microneedling is like well known at this mm-hmm. point and a lot of people get it. The one I got goes pretty deep into the skin, um, aimed at treating acne scars. Mm -hmm. I love it. I would recommend it to anybody. Microneedle your face. Needles in your face hurts. They do numb you. Um, But the the collagen production that is a result of it is just amazing. Mm -hmm. I really loved that procedure. And and what is like the downtime? That's why I always yeah. like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to wear makeup the next day. I cannot not wear makeup or not go to work or yeah. not show my face. So, I mean, Botox doesn't really have any downtime. Um, you can't work out the day you get it, like afterwards, because you don't want it to migrate around your face and wind oh. up in the wrong spot. Uh-huh. Um, and 
there, I think there's one time I had, I get it in the middle of my forehead, like where 11 lines could form and I get it at the top of my forehead. I feel like maybe once I had a little bruise or something, Mm -hmm. but really no downtime for that. Mm -hmm. Um, You just can't work out and you really shouldn't like touch it a whole bunch that Mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. Um, With Infini or with microneedling, and I only know the downtime for the microneedling I got. And there are, there's a range of microneedling procedures that you can get. Um, The day of the and the two days after you do look pretty weird um Is it like red do you bleed you do bleed uh-huh. it gets pretty puffy i also at the place i go they um do plasma replacement therapy mm-hmm. to put on top of it so you're basically you walk out um with a super red face with your own plasma all over your face, which so they is weird. have to draw your blood. They draw your the blood beginning. and take the plasma out okay. and then put your own plasma back on your face. Mm-hmm. It helps it heal better. Mm-hmm. That makes um, sense. So I would always get it on like a Thursday and then take Friday off or work from home on Friday. I mean, I have the privilege. I'm a consultant, so I could just be like, oh, I'm just working. Well, now it's everyone. I work from home all the time because of COVID. But back mm-hmm. then when I was getting this done, just get it a th- on a Thursday uh, take Friday off or work from home. And then by Monday I could put makeup on if I wanted to, my skin would, it would be sort of rough. Like mm-hmm. the texture is mm-hmm. a little bit rough. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it takes an, a week to look back to normal. And do then you, shed? you don't shed. Oh, okay. Um, I do sometimes get a photo facial, which is like, um, IPL it's intensive pulse light. I don't remember what mm-hmm. it stands for. Mm-hmm. And with that, it's just Infrared? to re- yeah, and that's just to repair sun damage, and you do kind of you do kind of shed from that. Uh-huh. And I've gotten chemical peels before, and you definitely shed. I would say the micro needling looks way less weird than a chemical peel. Oh, okay. you just look you're just kind of puffy, and you can kind of see the needle tracks on your face for mm-hmm. the first couple days. But if you take just take really good care of your skin anyway, which I do, I'm obsessed with skincare. And then if you take good care of your skin, like in the healing process, it it is okay. Okay. Actually, a tip for anybody that gets microneedling done, and it, if it's at a pretty deep level, I learned that if you get manuka honey, so like this special kind of honey mm-hmm. that has, like, um, I think like anesthetic properties to it, mm-hmm. and put that oh. on your face, if you have any kind of wound, it will heal it faster. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that, and then it takes a couple months for the collagen to start to generate. But um, it made my acne scars so much better. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's been a few years since I, I'm actually thinking about doing another round soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. It made me feel, and I think that's part of it. At least with face stuff for me, it's such hideous acne, and it did leave me when with scars when I was younger. Teenager? Yeah, teenager, starting in seventh grade. I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. 
They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples. And so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. until I was put on hormonal birth control, which would have been like my senior year of high school. So for a while, and I just always felt so bad about my skin. And this is like microneedling and the Botox are just, and all the other like skincare crap that I do. um, It just makes me feel like that wound is healing a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to walk around with, with, and it wasn't just like a zit here and there. It was like the cystic acne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you just feel ugly. Yeah. You just do. Yeah. And there's you can't cover it up. Putting makeup on makes it worse. Like it's so emotionally scarring. Mm-hmm. So for me, having these options available, like totally. procedures you can do to address it, it was very healing. Yeah. <laughs> like really increased my confidence. Good. Good. So, Yay. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's horrible. That's. Like acne is fuck, dude. It's it's physically and emotionally so painful. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Especially during like your teenagers, I can only mm-hmm. imagine, you know, because you're already fucking going through everything. You're very emotional yeah. and just like, what is this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, and then I'm- you just start creating pathways into adulthood, and your mind is just like these feelings. And yes, you- I mean, I think I've said this on the podcast before. I can't remember, but actually, my um, the per- the center that I go to. Um, Key Laser in Beaverton. They're great. Mm-hmm. They're not a sponsor, but I love them. <laughs> they but, should be. Um, do- <laughs> but doctor, <laughs> uh, after the fourth round of Infinity, Dr. Key actually said to me, like, I think that your acne scarred your mind more than your face. Like, this is as far as we need to go right now. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't recommend any other procedures for you. Like, this is like a mental thing uh, yeah. at this point. And it's true. Like, yeah. you know, just girls at school in seventh grade telling me I was ugly because my skin was broken out like that 
gets to you. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that we have things that we can do to fix it. Yeah. And there is like inner work that has to be done too. Yeah. Yeah. Profound, uh, profound thoughts from my plastic surgeon. Oh, Dr. Key. <laughs> I am a patient as well. Yeah, so you go there too. Anyway, I've rambled on about my dumb face too much, but um, what about Your you? Your beautiful face. My beautiful, expensive face. <laughs> um, I mean, lately I've been double dabbling a little bit. I will have to say, I mean, I've, I've been blessed where I haven't had to do, um, I actually have a very sensitive skin. And so anytime I've ever done a facial or anything, mm-hmm. just even like a sensitive facial, I've always like reacted at somehow like blotchiness, mm. itching, like burning, just like from a mm. basic. Never do a chemical. People. Yeah. So I've always been yeah. scared of that. So, um, so now, and I haven't um, had to do Botox yet, but I am I am considering it getting into my 40s. Are you bo, bo curious? Um, I am bo curious. Um, I've actually like never asked you all my mm-hmm. questions about oh, microblading, uh-huh, but was uh-huh. it scary? Like, I'm, I would love to do it, but I'm so scared of a tattoo on my face. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's what I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, um, this is like a tattoo. I was... I probably spent the most time with her um, getting my shape that I wanted because mm-hmm. she draws on the shape first, making sure that this is the shape that you want. And I spent like an hour and a half with her. She, I was driving her fucking crazy. I'm like a little over here. But my face is not like perfect, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and she was super patient with me and totally understood. And then finally, she's like, okay, okay, you're the fucking professional. You fucking do it. You know what I mean? Because I was getting really... But I was nervous. I was nervous because I was like, I've seen some bad fucking eyebrows, yeah. you know. And you and don't want to look like sharpie. Yeah, just like two lines, like. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But I got the ombre, like the ombre powder, um, uh, kind. So it wasn't exactly microblading where they actually like draw strands of hair into your eyebrows it was it looks more like you wearing makeup just so people know Raina has like incredible brows well now so i do she's Thank not you walking I. around with like two sharpie lines <laughs> drawn on her face or anything but um no yeah. she did an incredible job and i was also worried about the color because i am you know of color i'm asian and white and i and I, like sometimes you can see um when asians get their eyebrows tattooed sometimes they're a little red tinted and i was like um. absolutely i did not want any red tinted to my brows i want to look like i wanted to look like i drew them on every day and that was it you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but she got it she got it right on and i was like oh my god thank god um so that was good it wasn't too bad um, you know, they numb your eyebrows and then it is like a fucking tattoo, you know, she tattoos your eyebrows on and then they do shed after a few days. So like, that's real pretty. They're like flaking away. Um, so what's the downtime on that? How long does that take? Oh, just like a day or two. Okay. So you're yeah, not the just first like... few days are really like dark, you okay. know, extra dark. Um, and then, then they shed or flake away or whatever, just like a tattoo would, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's not too bad. And then you have to go back in maybe like a month or six weeks later. And then then they'll do it again. Mm-hmm. And then that will be like your permanent one for the next. supposed to last like two years or something, you know. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. it's like total save. Game, game changer saves a lot of time. And yeah. I mean, I fucking love them. Um, definitely don't regret those. Um, and then more recently, I got some fillers in my lippy lips. You sure did. <laughs> So, um, so you 
thought about this forever for at least a year. I know you were like thinking about it, like trying different lip plumpers, like really thinking about getting your lips done. This was not an impulsive decision at all. You thought and thought and thought. And finally I was like, I don't know, just go to Dr. Key and ask him what he thinks. And so you did, but I'm curious, like the process toward that decision and like, were you nervous? What was it like? It's a, yeah. Cause your lips look beautiful and like, like no. lips can also, it's one of those yes. things that you see on like botched, right? Like it right. can look so messed up. Yeah. So yes. tell the people how you got there. I didn't, you know, I did a lot of, I wouldn't say I did a lot of research. I just was like, did a lot of thinking. <laughs> like, yeah. this, is this something I really want to do? But then, you know, what, what ultimately sold me was it's not, it's not permanent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, um, it's basically water that they're injecting into your lips and it can, they can take it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's reversible. And, um, so that's when I was like, okay, like it doesn't have to be, you know, so like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, you know, and, and then I wanted to start out small. Um, mm-hmm. so when I did see Dr. Key, I mean, he did mention, and it's hard because I did this all through like a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. So, like lighting and shadows or whatever. So we did point out some other things on my face where I'm like, um, what? <laughs> hey, uh, you're talking about my fucking, um, uh, Oh, the marionette lines. Yes. I have it too. I think about, I think sometimes about like, when is it time to fill in other stuff? But yeah, cause not, he was yeah. like, you know, you it's have great lips yet. already. And maybe if you just did a little filler here to like lift them up, you know, because as you get yeah. older, things start drooping. And I'm like, excuse me, wait, what? <laughs> And then I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go with the lighting is horrible right now. (laughs) I'm not going to listen to this. Because once I got in there and the nurse did look at my face, she was like, no, you don't need any of that. I'm like, yeah, I didn't think I did. But if it would have helped, like, lift things up a little bit, whatever. Anyway, I was super nervous going in because after I did read some some of the possible, you know, horrible side effects and me being a nurse, I always look at the very first thing that could happen, which would be an occlusion. Um, What's that? It's uh, basically when they get it into your, when your vein is occluded, like one of your veins, your lips gets occluded and then it like blocks off the blood flow to it. And if they don't catch it. And then your lip falls off? I mean, it could die. Yes. Necrosis because. Oh, necrosis of the lip. (laughs) It's a thing. Uh, It's a thing. I know. So the whole time I was like, well, any, any type of filler, like anything. Yeah. I I never read the block, the black box warning on the Botox. (laughs) I know it could actually potentially kill me, but yeah, like any, like you can get into any sort of, you know, vascular space and it could occlude it. And then that uh, obstructs blood flow to your tissue and it's going to fucking die. And I'm like, I am, <laughs> I'm literally just having this like cartoon, like Looney Tunes image of someone's mouth just like, boop, yeah. like just boop. it's not funny. I'm sure like for people, this is horrible, but I ha- I am having a very funny cartoon yeah. play out in my head right now. I mean, That's I was scary. nervous, I, but I was joking, but not joking. And she knew that she got it. Yeah. <laughs> she was just like, I'm not gonna. And, and either way, if, if I notice this, because they can note, you can notice pretty, pretty like acutely right away that there's an occlusion because you'll yeah. you have blanching of your lip like you won't it'll be white right okay like it'll yeah and it won't come back there'll be no like ca- capillary refill is what we call is like when blood flow comes back after you push on it yeah um and then what they do is they, they can just flush it out they just, just keep flushing it, it with like yeah. 
whatever, hyaluronic, whatever she called it. I don't know. Um, So (laughs) anyway, I probably gave her more of a hard time and made her more nervous because I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? (laughs) You're not doing it. But, you know, you go in, they fucking numb your lips. And then I'm not going to lie. It is a little painful. You know, there's a needle going inside your lips and you can feel that. Um, And then they have to like you know, shape them. So they're pinching and moving mm. your lips around and like, cause it's kind of like putty. You think of Ooh. like it being putty in there yeah. and they just move it around to shape it. And then my lips were pretty swollen the first, definitely the first two days and bruised, but you can definitely have some bruising. Um, and then you can actually, they're like putty and that's, you know, within that first 72 hours. And so you can just kind of like make sure they're oh, that's th- like the shape is where you want them to yeah. be. Um, so I know it's sorry for people that obviously can't see me because this is a podcast. I was just <laughs> I don't know what I was doing Pumping playing with my lips. lips. Yeah. But I did that. That's so I cool. did it back in April and I was like, oh, okay, I like it, I like it. But then I was like, oh, I want a little bit more. So then I yeah. just recently went back a couple weeks ago and um and now I, I really like them now. But uh I I say if you if you're thinking about doing your lips. Uh, definitely research where you're going to go know about the possible you know the possible adverse effects you know the risks that you're taking just so you know what to watch for um it is reversible it's not anything permanent but you need to watch for that shit and then um start small and you can always you know add that's exactly right i think anything on your face anything filler um related start small. Like I remember the first time I got Botox, I was like, I need people to still know when I'm irritated at them. (laughs) I need, yes, I want the middle of my, I want between my eyebrows to be paralyzed because I was starting to get a pretty deep 11 line from Mm -hmm. stress. And, and for me, I just didn't want it. But I, I was like, I still want to, I have an expressive face. Mm -hmm. I want to still have an expressive face and yeah. I do want people to know when I'm irritated and want them to stop talking to me. And the lady just laughed and she's like, totally. And since I'm 38 now, so in the last five years, the amount that's going into my forehead has increased. I'm mm-hmm. getting older. Like I am like developing wrinkles. We're doing like, it's just more now. Yeah. But you know, you just start really small, start really light. You can mm-hmm. always add. Yeah. Like you said. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you're, if you're curious about fillers, like go someplace have a good consultation. Definitely don't let yourself get pressured into more than you want. Yeah. And start actually with less than you think you want is kind of my advice on that. Totally. And you know what? A big thing is I had somebody that has gone to like Botox parties or filler parties. No. And I would highly recommend against that because you're fucking drinking and you know you're drinking. (laughs) Absolutely not. And like you're very like your blood is thin. You're making poor decisions. You're you're like, oh, I don't care, you know. And they're not they don't have the tools. If something went wrong, like don't don't put yourself in that situation. It's that to me is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like just go to a reputable person with really good reviews in a medical office. Yeah. You know, like just the Botox party thing weirds me out. I'm just like, where did you get this? Who's injecting? I've heard a lot of um, like, oh, there's this podcast I listen to called Scam Goddess. And she just did a whole thing on this like Botox, quote unquote, doctor scam mm. where these people were just getting off market Botox oh. saying they were doctors and injecting it into people. You don't know. I want to be yeah. some, I mean. Any medical procedure, you need to be able to look up the person's license number and make yeah. sure that they're licensed, make yeah. sure that they have a good reputation, 
make sure they don't have any complaints against their license. Like, do right. not just get drunk and let someone inject shit into your face. I know. You have no just idea don't what do the it. fuck this shit is, you no, know? That's, like, it's, these are medical procedures we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. So yeah. – and it's your fucking face. Be cautious. <laughs> yeah, it's your face. Well, that's our faces, but what about our bodies? bodies. Our, our tummies, I guess. Yes. More, more put so, a finer point on it. More so the tummy tummy. So I'll start here. Yeah. Earlier this year, was it? Yeah, it was earlier this year. Yeah, it was this year. A couple, I yeah. think it was only a couple months ago. I don't know. Yeah, Again, three or four time. months ago. Yes, yes, yes. I did fucking cold sculpting. And this is another thing that I've been wanting to, to try. And cold sculpting is basically where they put like this big applicator on you or wherever you want to wherever you have your fatty area and they're supposed to freeze the fat and it's supposed to freeze the fat kill it and then you're supposed to pee it out over the next few months and then that area is supposed to be permanent reduce this was popularized by like the like the kardashians have had this done like a lot of celebrities have had it done yeah marketed as like a low easy alternative easy non-invasive You know, it only actually reduces maybe 30% of the area. So you're not going to see huge results, you know, if you ha- if you went into like a surgical, like a liposuction type thing. But it is, and then it's gradual. So it's gradual loss over time. So you're not going to immediately see results kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I did it. I did it to my lower uh, stomach. Um, and it was, I'm not going to lie. They say it's, it's not painful. And I'm like, yeah, no, it is. It is. Everything is a little painful. You know what I mean? Like, what did it feel like? Well, it gave me like anxiety because they put like this big suction cup basically on you, just, you know? Yeah. It's a huge, it's like wherever your area is, it just, they put it on there and then it just sucks you. And so <laughs> it just made me feel <laughs> like that. Sounds horrible. And then she just left the room and I'm just like, it made me all like, get the fuck off of me. Like, it made me really claustrophobic for a second because I'm like, I have to sit here for the next 35 minutes, you know, with this thing sucking on me, you know what I mean? Um, And it gets really cold and, like, it's like, you know, like a frostbite or whatever, you Mm. know, but they put something on your skin so it's not going to kill your skin, but it gets super cold to the point where then it goes numb and then you're fine. But for the first five minutes, like, I literally felt like I jumped into, like, a ice-cold like water, you know that feeling that you're like, yeah, I can't, get, I can't catch my breath. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what I felt like. Um, oh and then God. it went away. But yeah. And then afterwards, um, you know, they take it off, and then you get a little swollen. You know, for the first week or so, who knows? You could get have a, have a little bit of bruising. The area itself is completely numb. So like, you poke your finger in it, you can't fucking feel it. Ooh, it feels really weird. weird. And that was that way for maybe, I don't know, a few weeks, I want to say. And then you would get little zingers, like zing, like, because the feeling was starting to come back into your area, like that. Oh, my God. So it's like basically like nerve damage, like temporary nerve damage. Yes, I guess so. (laughs) Jesus. So (laughs) this was my experience. I only can speak for myself. But over a three-month period... The before and after, I have to say, I'm not super happy with it. No. You know, I think it was like $1,500, you know, like it's $750 per applicator. Yeah. So I thought it would be like $750 per session, but it's oh, per but- how, however big your area is oh. and how many applicators have to put on is like 700 bucks per. Yeah. So it was like $1,500 in and out. But no, it, it, it caused a lot of pain for me for the, and you know, for the first few weeks, just the numbness and the zingers, you know, from the nerves and everything. And then I honestly don't see a huge difference. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. 
Anybody else? Anybody else done cool yeah. sculpting around here? We well, would love to hear. <laughs> I think Linda, Linda Evangelista would like oh, to yeah. have a word. So, um, oh my gosh, for people our own age, they might remember Linda Evangelista, which I might be saying her last name wrong. From the 90s when she was she was a supermodel on par with like Christy Turlington, Naomi Campbell, Cindy Crawford. Mm-hmm. Like she was she was one of them. Mm-hmm. And um, just this like, you know, she had just bright red hair, like bright blue eyes, like cute little pixie face. She was gorgeous and mm-hmm. dumb. Fucking supermodel. Obviously, yeah. she was yeah. gorgeous. Um, and she is suing cool sculpting. Like as of, I think the news like broke today. I was actually seeing a lot of stuff about it today. And Uh I was like, oh, that's funny. We're talking about this. But she got it on her neck. And instead of reducing the fat on her neck, it dramatically increased it, which I guess is a side effect. As soon as I said it to Raina earlier, you were like, oh yeah, I signed a waiver about that. Um, so she's suing them over the damage that it did. So I don't know. It sounds like we might put this one in the just not worth it category. I think so. Unless anybody yeah. else can has any words to say my own personal experience. I don't think it's worth it. In fact, I almost think a little Alinda like because I'm yeah. like, did it like cause more fat cells to yeah. like, you know, because instead of having aptosis, which is like killing of the fat cells, did it like grow more fat cells? You know what I mean? I don't fucking know. Mm. But or maybe I just didn't need to work out more. And not drink and eat all the time. I love, you know, it's been summertime, so (laughs) just saying. Or maybe just do what you want that's fun. Yeah. I don't know. I know. It's hard. I have, yeah, same kind of. But you you had some stuff done to uh, your belly. I did. And I, so I've actually been debating whether to talk about this on the podcast since we started the podcast. Yeah, I remember. Um, And, not a lot of people – I've shared it more recently with more people, but it's something that I felt really ashamed of and, like, wanted to hide for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I think that just goes to show – like, I think that shame is connected to the way I felt about myself at the moment in time I chose to have this procedure. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's really nothing to be ashamed of. I feel yeah. – and I, I, I feel deeply ashamed of it. Less so now. I think if I was super triggered about it, I wouldn't talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. But yeah. all of that to say, in 2000. 13, I had liposuction Mm -hmm. done on my stomach, like Mm -hmm. micro, um, micro liposuction. What is micro liposuction compared to the regular one? Um, I'm, I'm worried about saying the name of the company, but they have a lot of commercials that are on the radio all the time. Mm -hmm. And anyway, (laughs) and they mark, they market themselves as like lunchtime liposuction or micro liposuction you're in and out there's no recovery time yada yada so like anybody that pays attention to this stuff could probably figure out the company that i'm talking about but i'm not going to name them and basically the um tube that goes into you is is smaller so the incision is smaller okay because there's less fat to remove so my perspective is that this is a product that's marketed at people who really don't need liposuction but have body dysmorphia and like eating disorders and extreme insecurity Mm. so it's basically like oh let's just like you look great but you'd look even better if we just like zapped this little bit of fat Mm -hmm. out of you Mm -hmm. so it's a smaller incision it's a smaller tube And you are awake when it's happening. Mm -hmm. So um, with more major liposuction procedures, the tubes are bigger because there's more that needs to be sucked out. Mm -hmm. The incisions are bigger and you need to be under general anesthesia. Okay. So for this procedure, none of that was the case. Again, small tubes. I was awake. Um, They did a 
Did they numb local? your area? They did a oh, local. Yeah, anesthesia. otherwise it would have been torture. Yeah, local <laughs> Just like yeah. sucking parts of me out while I could feel it. <laughs> um, so there's a local anesthetic, and they gave me something. I'm I. I, probably like lorazepam or, or something. Okay. I remember feeling like I sort of remember the procedure happening. I felt really woozy. I couldn't drive myself home. I felt floaty. Mm-hmm. Like I remember thinking that the doctor was cute and feeling a little bit embarrassed <laughs> that I was like exposed. So, but I, I didn't feel any pain during the procedure at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Um, afterwards, I was in an incredible amount of pain. I was trying to remember today. I think there were three or four in, incision points, mm-hmm. and they are small. I have a few little scars. You can barely see them. Like, mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. never had, like, an intimate partner even notice that they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were really small. I was in tremendous pain mm-hmm. afterwards. And it's – you get really swollen. You have to wear this these, like, spanks, basically. It looks like a wrestling suit. It, like, goes down to your knees and all the way up to your shoulders. It's like a massive compression garment, and they uh-huh. zip you into it. You cannot take it off for like 48 hours. Oh. Um, and even in that, you get, and you need to wear it. Luckily, I bought two, but even then, like I was like washing them all the time. <laughs> like you need to wear it for at least a month. I wore my compression oh. suit for two months, actually, though, because I was in so much pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it really hurt. I couldn't work, I couldn't go back to work for a week. Um, because the pain level was intense and they give, I had pain medication prescribed, but I wasn't going to go to work on opiates mm-hmm. and the opiates mm-hmm. messed up my digestive system. Like yeah. I just remember having this moment. I was on a business trip in New York, two months post procedure, still wearing my fucking compression suit, like needing to go to the bathroom and not being able to, because I was so messed up from the pain meds Yeah, and couldn't strain <laughs> to yeah. push anything Oh, <laughs> because I was still so sore mm-hmm. and just thinking this was not fucking worth it. Yeah. What the fuck? It was $5,000. It was so painful. Shit. Ultimately, yeah, I had a flatter stomach. I lost an inch on my waist. Like, it, I guess it did what it was supposed to do, mm-hmm. but it was not worth it. Yeah. It just, it was just not worth it. And, um, I've achieved the same result I got from all of that pain and suffering through diet and consistent exercise, mm-hmm. which also like diet and, and like well, dieting doesn't make you feel good about yourself, but being a mindful eater, be trying to be a conscious eater instead of using food as like an anesthetic, which mm-hmm. is like what I used to use it for. And then being committed to movement and like, that is virtuous. That like makes me feel better about myself. Yeah. That has like it releases endorphins. Mm-hmm. I feel good. Mm-hmm. Versus this surgical procedure that caused me pain that I did because I didn't feel good about myself. Yeah. Like it had no it like I can get the same result with something that's healthy and makes me feel positive and happy and connected to myself mm-hmm. versus this like expensive, horribly painful thing yeah that just ultimately wasn't I mean what I needed at that time was to break up with my boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) and go to therapy to work on my body dysmorphia my eating disorder my bad like my low self-esteem yeah I could have invested that five thousand dollars in a lot of other things that would have actually helped me Mm -hmm. versus this painful fucking mess not only was it painful for you but you've 
like felt like you had to hide it for so long. Yeah, I really know? did like, feel ashamed. I remember last when we first started the body series, you were just like, um, I was like, I did this thing, I, but I can't I talk about it on the yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, you don't have to talk about it whenever you're ready, or yeah. what, you know, you don't talk about it at all. But um, again, there's no shame in making those decisions of what you felt like you had to do at the time. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, the the shame part is interesting to me. Because yeah. I don't know why I felt so ashamed about it for so long. Or, like, I don't know if I thought that I couldn't handle people's judgment about mm. doing such a thing. But now I just – I kind of don't care. Like, I'm yeah. in a I'm in a good place with my body. I'm really kind to her. I do a lot of movement. I'm cool with how I look. Mm-hmm. You know, like – Yeah. So I don't – I don't feel those insecurities I used to feel. So the shame is less, but I'm more, I think I just wanted to share the story to a rip, like rip the band, like something about myself, like reclaiming Mm -hmm. this story. But then Mm -hmm. to also say like, honestly, if anybody chooses to have this procedure, I won't judge them, but I would say it's really painful. The results are pretty minimal. Like you can, get those same results in ways that allow you to be connected to yourself and connected to your body. Mm -hmm. Like for me, like exercise is a really like Mm self-connecting thing Mm -hmm. versus Mm -hmm. a very self-disconnecting thing, which is feeling insecure, spending a bunch of money to try and fix it. Having, having parts of my parts of me sucked out through a tube. Mm -hmm. Like you, I don't think you can be more disconnected from yourself. (laughs) Like you're like disconnecting parts of you. There goes my fat. So I don't, it was just, I, it was an experience I wouldn't recommend to anybody else. And I feel like really sad, but also compassionate toward 2013 me who just Mm -hmm. needed to, just needed to do some work to love herself. Yeah. And that was, that was it. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. thank you for sharing and being brave to share your story. Cause yeah. I think it's so important that, you know, of course there's other, other people out there that have done these procedures for multiple reasons, you know, and if it's one of those reasons like that you're sharing, if there's other ways around it to, to make yourself, you know, feel whole or feel better or about things and, maybe try those first, you know? I mean, again, there's nothing, um, like at this point in my life, I'm like, "Mm, I am, I've had considered lipo, you know, just because I don't want to fucking deal with shit, you know, (laughs) but it's not coming from a, a, a sad space, you know, um, or, or insecurity or anything like that. It's just more of what I'm looking in the mirror. I want to be comfortable with what I'm seeing and you know, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't have, feel like I have to explain, um, in that way, but it's, Again, anybody who's had any kind of nose job or lipo or tummy tucks or breasts or boobs, I still might get implants, you know, like it's just do you, baby girl, you know, like um, there's no shame that comes with it other than, you know, like, hmm, I guess, yeah, there really isn't any shame to put on, you know, you don't have to put that on yourself. I totally agree. I think it's like, think about your reason, right? Because I have, I've done like everything with my face. I feel so great about, Mm -hmm. um, and no shame and like, yay, I love this. Like, do you want to get Botox? Let me tell you all the things to know about it, girl. It's great. Yeah. Um, 
And I think that those decisions, like those decisions were coming from a more confident, more embodied place. Yes. And then the liposuction was coming from a very dark, it was a very dark time in my life. Mm -hmm. I was doing other things that were like not, I was like having an emotional affair. I was unhappy in my relationship. I was unhappy at work. I was unhappy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this will fix. Like, yeah. And I, the target for my unhappiness was for some reason my stomach. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. So it, it was like, this yeah. is what I need to feel happy. Yeah. And so it was the, it was the place it was coming from was dark. And so mm-hmm. the experience was dark Yeah, versus yeah. other things I've done or things I might do in the future mm-hmm. might be interested in doing in the future. If it's coming from a, a place that's light like that, yeah. it's just different. So it's really totally. like, think about what place are you in? Why are you considering this? Where is it coming from? And then if it feels exciting and like, Ooh, I can't wait to do this. I yeah. can't wait to like, see what it's going to look like mm-hmm. and tell my friends and yada, yada, like then do it. Yeah. But for me, with that procedure in particular, it was just it was all wrapped up in some in just some really dark stuff, and yeah. then it was a dark experience. Yeah, and it didn't I fix the things I wanted it it's to fix. Gonna and come yeah. like all that is gonna carry with it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, and it, it'll remain that way because there's so much yeah. that encompasses around like around that whole time frame of when you did it. So, um, but yeah, I think you're so right, and I think that's a great pearl of wisdom. Is just like to be conscious and aware of, of um, where you're at when you make your decision, if this is a place of empowerment, of you feeling like, you know, just one with your fucking body and like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to fucking do my fucking lips. I want to see what that looks like and mm-hmm. play around a little bit. Like there's nothing wrong with that um, and have fun with it. It's supposed to be fun and like, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Like that's like what we started with, right? Like makeup is fun. Yeah. Um, procedure like this stuff can be fun yes um it can be healing for me the like stuff i've done with my skin that's healing Mm -hmm. that was Mm -hmm. healing a wound yeah so just like check in with yourself like where is where is my desire for this coming from and is it a wound that's much deeper than something aesthetic yeah because that because you're not gonna fix it Mm -mm. if it's the new therapist yeah yeah it's still gonna be in there that hatred is still gonna be very present and it may be even more so like fuck i did this and now fuck you know exactly do anything i still feel like shit totally i I will say like the skinniest i've ever been is also the saddest i've ever Mm -hmm. been yeah so you know you gotta just check yourself check in with yourself check yourself before you wreck yourself story about that off the air my sister-in-law says that to me whenever i'm about to make a big emotion like uh, uh, my sister-in-law says that to me whenever i'm about to like ruin a relationship with like a weird fight before you're gonna wreck yourself yeah so yeah like don't ruin your relationship with yourself for aesthetics but do let yourself play and have yes. fun and test out some of the stuff that you're curious about there's Fuck nothing yes. wrong with it yeah we love it yeah. Um I mean so far so yeah. good. Obviously, you know, I'm 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 what, fifty fifty? Yeah. <laughs> one yeah. one thing is like no 50/50. my my cold sculpting experience, but you know, I'm loving the lips. Um they're doing me well. I love them. Um and yeah, I'm I'm excited to see to maybe try Botox in the future, you know, and who fucking knows what yeah. I'm gonna look like next season. (laughs) Yeah. You know, well, we'll see Like, I'm curious, like what more tattoos will we have? What color will our hair be?
you know, I guess I would say love yourself, play around. There's no shame in playing and there's no shame in doing what you want to do to feel the best you can feel for you. Totally. I agree. I agree. Great, great way to end this um, episode three on body parts. And yeah, there's going to be, you know, it's never ending. It's never ending. There's always new stuff and new things to try and just be, have fun with it. Don't be so heavy with it. Just, you know, it's, you know, it's supposed to be fun. So, um, thank you for listening to this lovely episode. We kind of bared up, <laughs> bared some stuff out there. Yeah, we're um, exposed like I was with that cute everybody. doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so Megan, if they did want to see our faces um, in real life, where can they find us? Well, they can find us on Instagram and we are at shh underscore don't talk about it pod that's a long one baby but it's underscore don't talk about it pod on instagram and you can see what we look like you can find us yeah we're getting more active on the instagram follow along follow along you can also email us your stories Mm -hmm. at um, info at shdonttalk.com we love hearing from you and hey have you had work done what have you had done was it a good experience a dark experience Mm -hmm. a neutral one Mm -hmm. Who's your doctor? Your boobs look good, girl. I need that number. Let us know. (laughs) So, um, so yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Yay.